What is yield farming in decentralized finance, or DeFi? It's a way to make more crypto with your crypto. It involves you lending your funds to others through the magic of computer programs called smart contracts. Smart contracts are basically programs that run on blockchain networks. In return for your service, you earn fees in the form of crypto. That sounds simple enough. Well, not quite. Yield farmers will use very complicated strategies. They move their crypto around all the time between different lending marketplaces to maximize their returns. They'll also be very secretive about the best yield farming strategies, because the more people know about a strategy, the less effective it may become. Yield farming is the wild west of decentralized finance, where farmers compete to get a chance to farm the best crops. So today we're going to go over what yield farming is, how it works, and what kickstarted the recent yield farming boom. We'll also go over some of the key metrics related to yield farming, such as total value locked or TVL. We'll discuss how yield farming returns are calculated. And we'll talk about the risks of yield farming and what collateralization means in DeFi. And at the end, we'll have a walkthrough of the currently most popular yield farming platforms and protocols, such as Compound Finance, Maker, Synthetics, Aave, Uniswap, Curve, Balancer, and Yearn. So let's dive in. The decentralized finance or DeFi movement has been at the forefront of innovation in the blockchain space. But what makes DeFi applications unique? They are permissionless, meaning that anyone or anything like a smart contract with an internet connection and a supported wallet can interact with them. In addition, they typically don't require trust in any custodians or middlemen. In other words, they are trustless. So what new use cases do these properties enable? One of the new concepts that has emerged is yield farming. It's a new way to earn rewards with cryptocurrency holdings using permissionless liquidity protocols. It allows anyone to earn passive income using the decentralized ecosystem of money Legos built on Ethereum. We'll discuss later why these building blocks can be called money Legos. But the point is here that they can really seamlessly work together. As a result, yield farming may change how investors hold their funds in the future. After all, why keep your assets idle when you can put them to work? So, how does a yield farmer tend to their crops? What kind of yields can they expect? And where should you start if you're thinking of becoming a yield farmer? Well, you're in the right place. So let's dive into yield farming. Yield farming is also referred to as liquidity mining, and it's a way to generate rewards with cryptocurrency holdings. In very simple terms, it just means locking up cryptocurrencies and getting rewards. In some sense, yield farming can be paralleled with staking. Staking means validating transactions on a proof-of-stake blockchain. However, yield farming is different. There is also a lot of complexity going on in the background. In many cases, yield farming works with users called liquidity providers that add funds to liquidity pools. So what's a liquidity pool? It's 
basically a smart contract that contains funds. In return for providing liquidity to the pool, liquidity providers get a reward. That reward may come from fees generated by the underlying platform or some other source. Some liquidity pools pay their rewards in multiple tokens. Those reward tokens then may be deposited to other liquidity pools to earn rewards there and so on. You can already see how incredibly complex strategies can emerge quite quickly. But the basic idea is that a liquidity provider deposits funds into a liquidity pool and earns rewards in return. Yield farming is typically done using ERC-20 tokens on Ethereum, and the rewards are usually also a type of ERC-20 token. This, however, may change in the future. For now, much of this activity is happening in the Ethereum ecosystem. However, cross-chain bridges and other advancements in blockchain interoperability may allow DeFi applications to become blockchain agnostic in the future. This means that they could run on other blockchains that also support smart contract capabilities. Yield farmers will typically move their funds around quite a lot between different protocols in search of high yields. As a result, DeFi platforms may also provide other economic incentives to attract more capital to their platform. Just like on centralized exchanges, liquidity tends to attract more liquidity. So what started the yield farming boom? A sudden strong interest in yield farming may be attributed to the launch of the COMP token, the governance token of the compound finance ecosystem. Governance tokens grant governance rights to token holders. But how do you distribute these tokens if you want to make the network as decentralized as possible? A common way to kickstart a decentralized blockchain is distributing these governance tokens algorithmically, with liquidity incentives. This attracts liquidity providers to farm the new token by providing liquidity to the protocol. While it didn't invent yield farming, the comp launch gave this type of token distribution model a boost in popularity. Since then, many other DeFi projects have come up with innovative schemes to attract liquidity to their ecosystems. So, what is a good way to measure the overall health of the DeFi yield farming scene? It is Total Value Locked, or TVL. It measures how much crypto is logged in DeFi lending and other types of money marketplaces. In some sense, TVL is the aggregate liquidity in liquidity pools. It's a useful index to measure the health of the DeFi and yield farming market as a whole. It's also an effective metric to compare the market share of different DeFi protocols in terms of value locked in them. So where can you check out these metrics yourself? A good place to track TVL is DeFiPulse.com. You can check which platforms have the highest amount of ETH or other crypto assets logged in DeFi. This can give you a general idea about the current state of yield farming. Naturally, the more value is locked, the more yield farming may be going on. It's worth noting that you can measure TVL in ETH, USD, or even BTC. Each will give you a different outlook for the state of the DeFi money markets. Okay, so let's move on to some of the technical nitty-gritty of yield farming. It's closely related to a model called Automated Market Maker, or AMM. It typically involves liquidity providers, or LPs, and liquidity pools. Let's see how it works. Liquidity providers deposit funds into a liquidity pool. 
This pool powers a marketplace where users can lend, borrow, or exchange tokens, or do something else. After all, this is DeFi, and new types of applications are created almost by the day. So the usage of these platforms may incur fees, which are then paid out to liquidity providers according to their share of the liquidity pool. This is essentially the foundation of how an AMM works. However, the implementations can be vastly different, not to mention that this is a new technology. It's beyond doubt that we're going to see new approaches that improve upon the current implementations. On top of fees, another incentive to add funds to a liquidity pool could be the distribution of a new token. For example, there may not be a way to buy a token on the open market, only in small amounts. On the other hand, it may be accumulated by providing liquidity to a specific pool. The rules of distribution will all depend on the unique implementation of the protocol. The bottom line is that liquidity providers get a return based on the amount of liquidity they are providing to the pool. So what can a liquidity provider deposit into a liquidity pool? The funds are commonly stablecoins packed to the USD, though this isn't a general requirement. Some of the most common stablecoins used in DeFi are DAI, USDT, USDC, BUSD, and others. Some protocols will mint tokens that represent your deposited coins in the system. For example, if you deposit DAI into Compound, you'll get CDAI or Compound DAI. If you deposit ETH to Compound, you'll get CETH. As you can imagine, there can be many layers of complexity to this. You could deposit your CDAI to another protocol that mints a third token to represent your CDAI that represents your DAI. And these loops can go on and on. They can become really complex and hard to follow. Okay, so how are yield farming returns calculated? Typically, they are calculated annualized. This means the estimated returns that you could expect over the course of a year. Some commonly used metrics are annual percentage rate, or APR, and annual percentage yield, or APY. The difference between them is that APR doesn't take into account the effect of compounding, while APY does. Compounding, in this case, means directly reinvesting profits to generate more returns. With that said, APR and APY are often used interchangeably. It's also worth keeping in mind that these are just estimations. Even short-term rewards are quite difficult to estimate accurately. So why is that? It's because yield farming is highly competitive and quite fast-paced, and the rewards can fluctuate rapidly. If a yield farming strategy works for a while, many farmers will jump on the opportunity and it may stop yielding high returns. And one last thought about this is that APR and APY come from the legacy markets, and DeFi may need to find its own metrics for calculating returns. Due to the fast pace of DeFi, weekly or even daily estimated returns may make more sense. So let's move on to some concepts that yield farmers need to be aware of. The first one is collateralization. So usually if you're borrowing assets in DeFi, you need to put up collateral to cover your loan. This essentially acts as insurance for your loan. So how is this relevant? Well, 
depends on the protocol that you're supplying your funds to, but you may need to keep a very close eye on your collateralization ratio. If your collateral's value falls below the threshold required by the protocol, your collateral may be liquidated on the open market. So what can you do to avoid liquidation? You can add more collateral to increase your collateralization ratio. And just to reiterate, each platform will have its own rules, i.e. their own required collateralization ratio. They also commonly work with a concept called over-collateralization. This means that borrowers have to deposit more value than they want to borrow. So why is that necessary? It's to reduce the risk of violent market crashes liquidating a large amount of collateral in the system. Okay, so how does this work in practice? Let's say that the lending protocol you're using requires a collateralization ratio of 200%. This means that for every $100 of value you put in, you can borrow $50. However, it's usually much safer to add more collateral than required to further reduce liquidation risk. With that said, many systems will use very high collateralization ratios by default, such as 750% to keep the entire platform relatively safe from liquidation risk. So that covers collateralization. What other risks are out there for yield farmers? So here's the thing, yield farming isn't simple. It may look very friendly because of farming and vegetables, but it is actually a very sophisticated market. The most profitable yield farming strategies are highly complex and only recommended for advanced users. In addition, yield farming is generally more suited to those who have a lot of capital to deploy. So it isn't as easy as it seems, and if you don't understand what you're doing, you'll likely lose money. We've just discussed how your collateral can be liquidated. One obvious risk of yield farming is smart contracts. Due to the nature of DeFi, many protocols are built and developed by small teams with limited budgets. This can increase the risk of smart contract bugs. With that said, even in the case of bigger protocols that are audited by reputable auditing firms, vulnerabilities and bugs are discovered all the time. Due to the immutable nature of blockchain, this can lead to loss of user funds. You need to take this into account when locking your funds into a smart contract. In addition, going back to the money Lego point from earlier, one of the biggest advantages of DeFi is also one of its greatest risks. It's the idea of composability. As we've discussed before, DeFi protocols are permissionless and can seamlessly integrate with each other. This means that the entire DeFi ecosystem is heavily reliant on each of its building blocks. This is what we refer to when we say that these applications are composable. They can very easily work together and you can use individual building blocks as parts of a new application. So why is this a risk? Well, if just one of the building blocks doesn't work as intended, the whole ecosystem can suffer. This is what poses one of the greatest risks to yield farmers and liquidity pools. You not only have to trust the protocol you deposit your funds to, but all the others it may be reliant upon. So that concludes a basic walkthrough of yield farming. Now let's move on to some of the more practical aspects. What are the platforms that yield farmers use? Well, there isn't a set way to do yield farming. In fact, yield farming strategies may change by the hour. 
Each platform and strategy will have its own rules and risks. If you want to get started with yield farming, however, you must get familiar with how decentralized liquidity protocols work. They form the backbone of the entire yield farming scene. So just to quickly recap, we already know the basic idea. You deposit funds into a smart contract and earn rewards. Also, before we dive in, keep in mind that it's generally not a great idea to blindly deposit your hard-earned funds and just hope for high returns. As a fundamental rule of risk management, you need to be able to remain in control of your investment. But if you don't know where you're putting your funds, you won't be able to maintain that control. So moving on to these yield farming platforms. This isn't an extensive list, but it's a collection of the currently most popular protocols. So the first one is Compound Finance. It's an algorithmic money market that allows users to lend and borrow assets. Anyone with an Ethereum wallet can supply assets to Compound's liquidity pool and earn rewards that immediately begin compounding. The rates are adjusted algorithmically based on supply and demand. So Compound is one of the core protocols of the yield farming ecosystem. Maker. Maker is a decentralized credit platform that supports the creation of DAI, a stablecoin that is algorithmically pegged to the value of US dollar. Anyone can open a Maker Vault, where they lock collateral assets, such as ETH, BAT, USDC, or WBTC, which is wrapped BTC. They can generate DAI as debt against this collateral that they locked. This debt incurs interest over time called the stability fee, the rate of which is set by MKR token holders. So yield farmers use Maker to mint DAI to use in yield farming strategies. So the next one is Synthetics. It is a synthetic asset protocol. It allows anyone to lock up or stake Synthetics network token and mint synthetic assets against it. So what's a synthetic asset? It's practically anything that has a reliable price feed. This allows virtually any financial asset to be added to the synthetics platform. How can this be useful for yield farming? Well, synthetics may allow all sorts of assets to be used for yield farming in the future. For example, you could use synthetic gold in yield farming strategies. The next one is Ave. It's a decentralized protocol for lending and borrowing. Interest rates are adjusted algorithmically again based on current market conditions. Lenders get A tokens in return for their funds, and these tokens immediately start earning and compounding interest upon deposit. Ave also allows other more advanced functionalities such as flash loans and credit delegation. As a decentralized lending and borrowing protocol, Aave is heavily used by yield farmers. Then we have Uniswap, which is a decentralized exchange protocol that allows for trustless token swaps. Liquidity providers deposit an equivalent value of two tokens to create a market. Traders can then trade against that liquidity pool. In return for supplying liquidity, liquidity providers earn fees from trades that happen in their pool. Uniswap has been one of the most popular platforms for trustless token swaps due to its frictionless nature. This can come in quite handy for yield farming strategies. Then we have Curve Finance, which is a decentralized exchange protocol specifically designed for efficient stablecoin swaps. 
Unlike other similar protocols like Uniswap, Curve allows users to make high-value stablecoin swaps with relatively low slippage. As you'd imagine, due to the abundance of stablecoins in the yield farming scene, Curve pools are a key part of the infrastructure. Balancer is a liquidity protocol similar to Uniswap and Curve. However, the key difference is that it allows for custom token allocations and liquidity pool. This allows liquidity providers to create custom balancer pools instead of the 50-50 allocation required by Uniswap. Just like with Uniswap, liquidity providers earn fees for the trades that happen in their liquidity pool. Due to the flexibility it brings to liquidity pool creation, Balancer is an important innovation for yield farming strategies. And the last platform we'll discuss is Yearn Finance, which is a decentralized ecosystem of aggregators for lending services such as Aave, Compound, and others. It aims to optimize token lending by algorithmically finding the most profitable lending services. Funds are converted to Y tokens upon depositing that periodically rebalance to maximize profit. Yearn Finance is useful for farmers who want a protocol that automatically chooses the best strategies for them. So that's basically yield farming in a nutshell. What else can this decentralized financial revolution bring to the table? It's impossible to see what new applications may spring up in the future built on these current components. Nevertheless, trustless liquidity protocols and other DeFi products are certainly at the cutting edge of finance. So thanks for listening to our walkthrough of yield farming. Make sure to check out academy.binance.com for more content about yield farming, DeFi, blockchain, and cryptocurrencies.